Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Here's the pitch, a swing, and a high fly ball. Welcome back into Vern's Royals Bonanza. Center field, left center. Michael Taylor with the catch. Here's the throw to the plate. It's a good one, and they got him. Michael Taylor with two terrific throws. Here's your Royals insider, Josh Bernier. And man, this show has flown by. Thank you very much for listening. As promised, our guest now is Royals president Dayton Moore. And Dayton, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm interested in your thoughts. Um, you know, as I look back at 2013, 2015, 2017, it seems to me that you made moves that, yes, those teams needed, but also moves that those teams earned. 2013, uh, you, you bring in Shields and, and Wade Davis, you, you part with. Uh, Will Myers, I thought that offense earned a bona fide number one with their performance in 2012 and also could help bring along Danny Duffy and Jordano Ventura. In 15, coming off of that pennant, you had Morales and Volquez and then the deadline moves and then the the moves prior to the trade deadline in 2017 to give Haas and Kane and Moose one last run at it. It appeared to me that when the big moves have been made, uh, the, the the smoke signals from the team the previous season were somewhat apparent. Those teams earned that type of aggression. So with that opinion, what did 2021 tell you? What what did they earn as we open the offseason here? Well, that, that's, uh, I think, Vern, first, that's a great observation. And, uh, you know, when every move that we've made to improve our team in doing so, you must evaluate uh, certainly the major league coaching staff, the major league players, how they are trending, what their uh, what the attitude is like, the chemistry, what exists, because you you want to be able to add players to that roster that blend in well uh, for them to continue to win. But there has to be certainly a, a strong level of performance and mindset and focus and determination amongst the current group before you, you do that. And, um, and so I think that's a, that's a great uh, observation to make. And so to answer your question specifically, it is um, th- this group uh, we believe in, and uh, we're going to do everything that we can to continue to support them and, and supplement what um, their ultimate goal is, our ultimate goal, and that's to, to get back to the playoffs and win another world championship. And so as we 
go into this offseason, we're continuing to evaluate uh, the current landscape. But we also know, Vern, that our key to success is going to be our core group of homegrown players that is ultimately led by Whit Merrifield, Salvador Perez, Hunter Dozier. That core group is going to be the ones that uh, are going to set the tone, and then they're going to be able to, I guess what I would say is um, lead well and um, uh, set the right example for the future players, whether it be um, Bobby Witt Jr., MJ Melendez, Nick Prado perhaps in the future, and, and, and many others. And certainly the other group that we have uh, that's already up there, the young guys. And, you know, the young pitching staff, you know, we're really encouraged there, Vern. We're encouraged by, you know, the, that, that talent that exists uh, in that rotation, some powerful arms in the back of the pen. Uh, we, we really feel that uh, uh, those guys are just on the cusp of getting more consistent. We saw that in the second half. Uh, you know, and then it leads to, um, you, know, you know, again, just being more consistent and staying healthy. You mentioned the pitching. When you think back to draft night 2018, from the information that, that you and Lonnie and the rest of the front office had on draft night, which of these young arms has taken the largest step forward? Well, you know, the, the one thing I would say as I, as I kind of reflect back is, you know, Lonnie and I sat down together uh, prior to, uh, to uh, you know the, the 2018, uh, actually it was in the the early fall of 2017, and we began to just make an advanced decision that we we need to be more of a uh, a pitching factory, if you will, and we're going to need to be very intentional with uh, some of the advanced college arms, guys that know how to pitch pitchers that uh, have an elite secondary pitch, whether it be a slider or a curveball or a changeup. And, you know, we, we love the changeup, especially in this ballpark. It's a, as you know, it's a, it's a very vast uh, outfield. And uh, if you can just keep the, the ball off the barrel and the changeup potentially can really, really do that, have a huge effect on disrupting the timing of a hitter. Uh, and even if a guy squares it up but he's out in front a little bit, the ball's going to stay in the yard, and we're going to have guys that can run it down and catch it. And so we wanted to focus on guys that were a little more mature, a little more advanced, uh, some quality secondary pitches. You know, they all throw hard today, Vern, as we know. And uh, But we want guys that you know have more of a feel to pitch. And so we were very um, intentional about evaluating, drafting, and, and signing uh, the advanced college pitcher, and, and, and those that had pitched at a high level as well and pitched in some of the best competition that their peer group had to offer. And so we were very intentional about that. Uh, we didn't think Brady Singer was, was going to get to us. Um, you know, we thought he would go probably somewhere, anywhere from, you know, 5 to 12 or, or something like that, and he ended up falling to us. Um, and he's an elite competitor, as is Chris Bubich, um, an elite competitor. Uh, you know, Jackson Coar and Daniel Lynch uh, were, were two guys that uh, weren't as high profile. I mean, they were still very well known, uh, but nobody really expected them to potentially, you know, go in the, in the first round. Um, but, you know, they, they've got, um, you know, elite pitches. Daniel Lynch uh, really came on strong. We had a good relationship with him out of high school. He didn't get out of the gate 
uh, real fast in 2018, but I remember Rene Francisco went in and saw him after we hadn't seen him too good in, in March and early February and March, and Renee was in there, I believe, early in April and, and uh, happened to be speaking to him and kind of just sharing, you know, what he'd been seeing in the draft, and he really, really kind of pounded the table for Daniel Lynch and said, you know, well, I think we're light on this guy, and we began to scout him uh, a little more heavily. Of course, Lonnie being who he is, even though we weren't seeing him real good out of the gate, Lonnie already knew that this was a guy that we were going to stay on all the way to the end because of our relationship in the evaluation coming out of high school. And so I really credit Lonnie and, and, uh, and Renee for just, um, you know, their, their experience and their wisdom in, in evaluating, uh, you know, pitchers and knowing the draft. When I think back to the pennant-winning ball clubs, you guys had the ability to bully the opposition with that bullpen. The moment the game started, the opposition knew uh, we fall behind one nothing. We have three, maybe four innings to get that lead back or this game's over. I, I think that was well known around Major League Baseball. As, as we talk about this young starting pitching, is the hope that it can serve as the bully for the next pennant-winning Royals ball club? Well, we believe that the strength of, of every winning championship caliber team begins and ends you know, with, with starting pitching. We, we've always felt that way, and so... We have the makings of a very strong and consistent innings-eating rotation uh, in guys that uh, are, are, are highly competitive. Um, they uh, learn from one another. They trust Mike Matheny. They trust Cal Eldred. And, and so there's a belief there, even though that they've went through you know, some struggles. And, and, Vern, let's face it, that's, that's a good thing. And it's a good thing in the sense that they're learning from their failures, but the other part of that is they're leaning on each other, and they realize they need each other to get through some of the challenging times. And so it's very, it's a very healthy thing uh, when when young players and young pitchers struggle, as long as they handle it appropriately. And and this group certainly is. And so we do believe that they are are going to uh, you know be the the anchor, if you will. That being said. The bullpen gets a lot better when you have consistent starting pitching. And there's a rhythm to the game when you have consistent starting pitching. Uh, and that's why it was so important to, to bring Salvador Perez back and, and to, to make sure that he's a part of our future. Because when you're breaking young pitching into the major leagues, you don't want to necessarily have to do that with a young catcher as well. Now, there's a lot of reasons we wanted to bring Salvi back, but, you know, we were talking about this the other day uh, when it came out that Buster Posey was retiring, and uh, you know Salvador and Buster were going to be free agents uh, this year. Uh, as we looked into our crystal ball, uh, you know, this time last year, and, and knowing that there would be a bidding war for both, and and the, the two best catchers on the market, and uh, you know, we just were very aggressive, and we knew we needed to get Salvi back, and I'm so thankful that we did for, for many, many reasons that, you know, we can talk about later if you wish. Yeah, we can get to one of them right now as we're joined by Royals president Dayton Moore on 610 Sports Radio. There, there's so many things that impress me about Salvi uh, throughout his career, uh, but listening to him tell the story of last offseason, the lessons he tried to teach Carlos Hernandez about taking care of your body now at the age of 24 so you can continue to be successful 
at the age of 34. I don't know if those two are working together again this offseason, uh, but speaking of the offseason, I'm wondering how much things similar to that, communication between an organization and a young player throughout the offseason, how much that has really uh, changed and evolved over your 15-plus years here in Kansas City? Well, I think that we've always had communication with our players in the off season. It's always been important to us. Um, but I think you know now, Vern. I think there, there's there's um, more information that the the players uh, require. They want more feedback. Uh, they want details of that feedback. You know, when we first started in this position, and even when I was a player development director, I mean, a lot of the, the conversations were more just really on a personal level, and how you doing, how's your off-season workouts going, uh, anything we can help you with, just making sure, just kind of a, a general wellness check, if you will. And um, now, you know, we've got graphics and Zoom and face-to-face and presentations that we make uh, for each player. I mean, we literally put together presentations uh, for each player uh, so they understand all aspects of their development, personally, professionally, uh, and, 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 and very um, detailed. And so th- that's how it's changed. And, and you know, we're, we're always fighting for, for credibility because, uh, and trust because you're – and the only way you, you earn that is by communication, admitting your mistakes – uh, developing a relationship with the the player, uh, but the reason it's so critical is because players today are, they they want that information. They're requiring feedback, and if you don't give it to them, they're going to try to they're going to look elsewhere for it. They're you know they're going to go to different academies or, or or past coaches or or other people in the industry that are marketing themselves as as the next guru, if you will. And you know we've seen a lot of that through our time, and we've always had to fight that. A little bit, and a lot of the people that used to have a huge, huge voice in this game, and they were the next best thing. Um, they've kind of, you know, w- withered away, almost like, uh, you know, just uh, just faded away. Uh, they had a loud voice at one time, and people jumped on the bandwagon, and now they, you know, people realize, you know, the game's not that easy, and there's no magic pill or or a magic formula that's all of a sudden going to make you a player. But again, if we can establish trust uh, through our relationship, through gaining trust, and then through the, the information that we provide working with the player, you know, I think we've got a better chance to, to create that harmony that, that we, we so desire in our teams. And, uh, and certainly we feel that you must have harmony and chemistry and togetherness if we're going to win. Dayton, I mentioned Carlos Hernandez. He, he, he surprised a lot of Royals fans. I mean, he surprised me, too. I, I, I knew the kid had the, the body type and the stuff, but for him to put it together like he did in the second half of the season, yeah, I got to admit, I was blown away, uh, thoroughly impressed by the young man. What stood out to you about his season? Well, you know, he's always had a terrific arm, as you know, and, and um, you know, we signed him for $15,000 internationally. What we saw in him was uh, just a big, strong guy with a good working arm, not much feel to pitch. And there's a lot of guys like that out there. And then so uh, as he began to develop and mature, uh, we knew it was very clear 
we needed to put him on the roster. And by the way, he was 19 when we signed him. As you know, Vert, a lot of these kids are on the radar at 14 and 15, and they're signed at 16. I mean, he was a late bloomer. And I think that's a good thing because he, he wasn't overused. He wasn't somebody that everybody was kind of trying to connect with and, and gain from the individual's success, if you will. And, you know, I think he was probably, we were probably fortunate that he was a late bloomer. And then so just watching him develop through our system and, and you know, he had some bouts of, of health a little bit where he was battling some, some you know, just some general soreness and some adaptation things that his arm was experiencing. And so, but it really at the alternate site last year, I mean, just watching him and getting the feedback, I mean, there was a guy that was starting to command his pitches, control his delivery, and repeat better. Uh, I felt that at worst he was going to be a power arm in the bullpen. I think that's how we all felt. But then watching him start out there, we said, you know what, this guy might be able to start. And sure enough, you know, he did an amazing job for us, and um, you know, we just feel that uh, he's just got such a bright future. No question. Royals president Dayton Moore, a few more minutes. I want to move to the offense. Just a couple of questions. The shortstop conversation is, is obviously the uh, headline conversation for sports radio. Spring training's going to take care of all that. I'm interested, though, if if you would, solely from a scouting perspective, how do you prioritize a shortstop's attributes? As you know, I'm very passionate about scouting and and evaluating players, especially young players. And I remember when I first saw Alberto Mondesi, for example, you know, when he was 15 years old, and Rene saw him, I believe, when he was 14. But when I first saw him, what, what I saw was, uh, a developing body, very range, uh, rangy. He was alive, uh, you know, with his actions. His arm worked extremely well. It was a little below average, but you could tell that it was going to be plus someday. His feet uh, were, were very good, even though he was kind of a rangy, taller type person. Uh, his feet uh, worked very well. They were quick. They were agile. And uh, so you could tell that he was going to stay at shortstop, and that's very rare. You know, when we first saw Elvis Andrews, uh, I wasn't sure Elvis was going to stay at shortstop. And the reason I he had he had an, his hands were good enough, his arm was probably going to be good enough, his feet were 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 okay. Um, I just thought he was going to get a little wider, a little thicker in the legs, where it might hurt his range. That didn't happen. I mean, he. He controlled, uh, you know, how his body developed the best he could, and through, you know, proper, proper nutrition and exercise, and, and and doing the things that you need to do to play that position. But you know, the primary tools there at shortstop are field, uh, throw, and you like the guys that can run. Now, you can look at the, the game being so offensive today and you can say that maybe the hit or the power tool is more important than the run tool but the reason I've always felt the run tool was important is because it is simply a predictor of range and uh and quickness and first step quickness and and uh that's really important you know for that position you've got to be able to throw the ball on different angles you've got to be able to throw on the run you've got to be able to backhand the ball you know, to your right, and you've got to be able to to uh, you know turn the the ball over uh, with con- conviction, the double play with conviction. But most importantly, you can evaluate all those tools. You want guys that can 
uh, execute the plays with the game on the line. Run around third and two outs, a leadoff hitter late in the game. And that's why, you know, Alcides Escobar was so good. Very fundamentally sound, but very sure, accurate arm. But I can't recall many a day where he didn't make a play when he had to make it and uh, when the game was on the line. And so I think there's a, a steadiness to that position that's so required as well. But uh, it's, it's a fascinating debate about the, the three shortstops that we have, whether it be uh, Alberto Mondesi, Nicky Lopez, Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, what I can tell you, Vern, is all three of them, we believe, are gifted enough to play short. And all three, we believe, are gifted and talented enough uh, to hit somewhere in the top or the middle of our order. And uh, and we'll figure out where to play them all. Dayton, uh, staying with Mondesi real quick, I, want, I got a question about Andrew Benatendi. But Adalberto Mondesi, I, I find him uh, endlessly intriguing, uh, not, not just because of his talent, but the individual and his story. And I know I've done a poor job of – telling his story, sharing his story. I'm wondering if there's an aspect of the young man that you've known for so long that, that the average fan may not know. Well, he's a very tender-hearted person. Um, he, he cares about people. He's quiet. He doesn't necessarily love kind of you know being out there. He's, he's a little shy, which I believe makes him even more uh, appealing and, and more inviting. Um, he cares deeply about playing this game he cares deeply about uh, his teammates and uh, you know I, the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy is is, is damaged his soul a little bit you know just because uh, you know he wants to play so so badly and that's why it's so important that we just continue to support him and, and because once he you know Lorenzo Cain had a lot of the same you know ups and downs physically as has other players you know, in this game, but but once they figure out the proper rhythm and what their body needs and and how to manage, you know, the day to day strain on the body and the stresses on this body that this game presents, um, you know, he he's gonna he's gonna come out of this really really well. I think we're starting to figure things out much better. He's doing a great job this off season. He's you know it, it's never been about work with him though, Vern. I mean, he's always done what what needs to be done and then some. You know, so it's just, um, he's just, a, like I said, he's a special person. He's a very tender-hearted person. Uh, he cares about people, and uh, he wants to win here. And it's important to him to play this game. And then with Andrew Benatendi, uh, a, a guy that helped protect Salvador Perez for a majority of the second half of the season, he enters the final year of team control. I'm wondering... How comfortable is the team with that, and how comfortable is Andrew in your conversations? He's been a joy to watch play. Uh, I love watching players like like him. Uh, he's very controlled. His at-bats are very consistent. Uh, he's very sure in the field. He has base running skills. Uh, he has instincts to play. Uh, very steady. Uh, a professional hitter. And, and every championship club has two or three guys like him in the lineup. They can battle a good pitcher. They have a very consistent approach, as I mentioned. And so, um, you know, we, we've just been uh, really, really pleased with him. And, um, you know, we, we worked very hard to try to acquire him uh, in years past. And I'm uh, just very thankful that we were able to, to get him over here last year. And uh, you know, we, we love watching him play, and, and uh, he's an important part of our team. 
you don't get a sense of uh, nervousness as the season approaches on, on one side or the other about the uncertainty of his future in Kansas City. No, I don't. Just because I think I think the way you know he, he's very mature. He's always been a high profile player. Yeah. Uh, there's no panic in, in Benny. You know, you're talking about a guy who's 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 performed at the highest level in the biggest markets, and and uh, you know he knows what he wants in this game. It's not about money. Uh, he, he wants to win, and he wants to be in a place where he's really appreciative and. Um, you know, he can go out and do what he loves to do, and that's play baseball. And uh, we we have a, a strong feeling for him. We have an appreciation for him, and uh, above all, we all enjoy watching him play baseball. And he's a winning championship caliber baseball player. Yeah, no question. Royals president Dayton Moore, kind enough to join us here on six ten Sports Radio. Dayton, always uh, grateful for the time, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Vern. There you go. Thank you very much. Dayton Moore, Royals president here on Vern's Royals Bonanza. We've heard from Dayton Moore, J.J. Piccolo, John Sherman, Ryan LaFever, Nikki Lopez, Whit Merrifield. You'll be, able, you'll be able to listen to all of the interviews in their entirety at the Odyssey app. Just search out Vern on Baseball, my podcast, Vern on Baseball. We'll wrap this bad boy up after this. You're listening to Burns Royals Bonanza. Cranks one to deep center. Back goes Miles Straw. Away back and gone. Perez. On your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.